Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, January 11th. Am I obsolete now? I'm just tired <laughs> of watching you struggle, struggle through that every morning. <laughs> I wrote it down. I made notes. Okay. I got it. Don't worry about it. I know you're feeling a little under the weather. I I'm taking like care of you. I don't have purpose. Well, I got uh, Why am I even here? I can't say what day it is. Why am I even here? I just asked you to pull up an email That's a second true. ago okay, because okay. we got an email last night that I haven't read. I haven't read, and, <laughs> and I'm hoping you can read it for me. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing today? You know what's funny? I don't even remember what day you said it is. Tuesday, January 11th. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Um, I hope. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I just, I, yeah, I just went with that. I never actually verified it. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, we got a uh, interesting email last night. Um, that might be a first for us. Yes, definitely. I mean, like we hear of it happening, but that's a first. It's a first for us. Yeah, in almost a decade. Um, so I'll just go over upcoming events real fast. Um, what? <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is, Gab. I know what I'm doing here. Okay. <laughs> this is a real show. You got that? Got it. Anyways, um, there's your cliffhanger. Uh, upcoming events. Uh, this weekend, we got our open house. Um, it's sold out. You can't go if you don't even didn't register. <laughs> but hey, when, uh, next time when we say we're holding a, a live meetup in, in, in person, you know, hop on that link. For free. <laughs> for free <laughs> hop on that link right away i mean we have to be careful and cautious of uh, how many people are coming through at certain times so um that's why we have to cap it um not to mention the fact even without covid now i don't want 50 people coming in out of the snow yeah into a little townhouse into a townhouse <laughs> you know what i mean i was i was on a coaching call the uh, on the weekend and uh yeah i was asking like hey are you coming to that open house and and, and she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. The last time I went there was just like way too many people. And I'm just not interested in that being that close. I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's what we got going on. We'll be doing another live meetup in February. Just uh, trying to figure out where that's going to be and what that's going to be. Um, Real Estate Investing Cabinet Treat is on January 21st. That is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. There might be a spot opening up. Um, Possibly, yeah. I haven't talked to you about that. Well, I, I some stuff came up yesterday. They might have had a cancellation because of uh, some uh, some of the personal stuff. So there might be a spot opening up for January twenty first. If you're interested in that, um, it's in Alberta Beach, three day cabin retreat. Uh, real estate investing is the topic. Um, small group of ambitious real estate investors get to spend the whole weekend with us, uh, Gabby and I, and um, foods all included, and, and drinks and accommodations, and it's great to just get away from your normal routine and stay at a cabin and just talk about, you know, life and, and your future and your future. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. If you, if you like the discussions that we have on the show, um, uh, what we do is we, we take those to 11 <laughs> and we talk about it for 15 hours straight for three days, which if you're into that, it's pretty freaking cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you leave the weekend knowing exactly what it is that you're going to do, what you want and how you're going to get there using real estate. Um, some people have showed up to the retreat and then left and said, I was not expecting to be starting a business like this, but yeah. you know, you don't know what you don't know. And um, yeah, I love it. I'm super excited. That's two weeks away. Mm. Um, and you have a new women's real estate investing mastermind starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, possibly another one in the in the making. It sounds like February. Yeah, maybe February. We'll see. Yeah, um, I opened up uh, my calendar for calls for discovery calls. So mm -hmm. if you are interested in my women's real estate investing mastermind groups, um, 
go to my social media profile and click on the link and follow the link. Yeah, the link tree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You criticized me for saying um, link tree and Calendly and all those things. So I was trying to carefully maneuver that, but it didn't work. It's okay. We we spent about 20 minutes explaining it last week. So if if you've listened to the show recently, uh, you know what those things are. Uh, (laughs) Annette here says, I so wish I could come again. It's so good. Actually, Annette, like we've had a few people that have actually come back for the the, the real estate investing cabinetry. Um, you know, some I've, I've said to people at the retreat that, uh, you know, take advantage of this because come Monday, like if you don't, if you're not all in at the retreat, like if you're not hundred percent open, vulnerable and ready to really go all in, I find that some people are like, Oh, I'll just finish, you know, I'll just finish that, that last, you know, roadmap or that last document on, uh, on Tuesday or on Monday or next weekend. And then you, you lose the momentum, you lose the momentum. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you spend the whole weekend so excited about it and, and and like, and, and then you go back in your normal routine on Monday to your job and then you just, it's your old patterns, right? There was a reason why you didn't, you know, you've been doing the same thing for the last however many years, however many months, right? And um, you need to really take advantage of that opportunity at that weekend to really just, especially put the, being, work, in. Put the work in while you're surrounded by other people who are on the yeah. same level, like, yeah. like-minded people, right? Figure it out, make a decision and then implement it. And then implement a new routine starting Monday as well to ensure that you stick with it. So yeah. Um, not to say you did a bad job. I, I remember that was, that was an amazing retreat that you were at. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it is worth going back and then just reassessing it. Sometimes when you go back, you, you know, now that you've had a weekend to think about it and to experience it, now you can look at it through a new light and new perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go back and just realize that, you know, there are some, some more creative ways to approach it. Anywho, I'm rambling. Uh, good morning again, everyone. I, I, I also wanted to ramble because I know that some people don't come in right at 6 a.m. Some people come in a little bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, today is the first day I've ever been notified on my phone that we've gone live. We've been, we've been doing this live show for how many months now? I don't know. A few. A few months. I've never got a notification on my phone that we're live. Maybe because you're the one putting it on. But why today? I don't know. Why today? Maybe they changed something in their back system. um okay so yeah i really wanted to to talk about that email that we got um because i didn't read it Uh, (laughs) i was on a facebook live last night um with uh barry mcguire i know a bunch of you guys were there or maybe you watched it afterwards uh barry mcguire does uh facebook lives every monday on his facebook page um and he had uh brian banks there talking about multifamily infill projects um, so I was on that and I, and I saw a notification come up, stupid me. I didn't turn my email off. Um, and I saw the, the notification come up and I like, do you remember, do you remember what the headline was? Um, I'll tell you in a second here. Cancellation was in it? all caps. Cancellation <laughs> in all caps. And like, I saw the name on the email. I'm like, Who's who that? the fuck is that? <laughs> That's because she just moved in <laughs> like a month ago. <laughs> uh, good morning. I see you there. Good morning. Um, yeah, it's yeah. She just I, I didn't even know who the heck that was. I mean, like I, I don't meet any or all of the tenants. Um, yeah, anymore. For sure. Anymore. For, for the most part, I'm, I I stick to one part of our business and Gabby sticks to the other part of our business. And um you know, we, we, we got a good um, organization of, of what we focus on. So, but I still have a general idea. And as well, like I, I still keep from time to time, I'll look through the emails and just keep them on during the day. And I'll see emails from people and I'll recognize their names and I'll get an idea of what, you know, what units that they're, maybe they're in that unit or maybe they're in that side of the city. But no, you don't remember. I don't. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I am pretty good. But this one in particular, I'm like, who, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, I thought maybe that it was like some s- subscription that, or something that maybe they were canceling. I don't know. <laughs> like, 
are they canceling our utilities or like <laughs> what what are you canceling um yeah. i guess you can go a little bit further into it Gal. yeah well it took me a second to to realize who it was because you didn't know um, either well not right off the bat just because it is it a very new tenant so like yeah. the name just didn't like right off the bat like be like oh it's so and so right um yeah so and i had my email opened as well which i haven't been turning it off lately and it's funny because we um i didn't really Wayne and i didn't go through the whole email last night like he came up just as dinner was ready he's like is your email on and i was like yeah and i giggled and i said i don't even care i just laughed and kept cooking dinner <laughs> and he's like didn't i at some point tell you things were going to get easier and i'm like yeah and he's like i told you so years and then ago. like years yeah. ago and um that was pretty much it like that's kind of the extent of the conversation that we had because he skimmed it just barely like he didn't even know half of the stuff that was actually in there um I, well i i didn't open it oh okay I, I, you just I, saw the, I just the saw first the headline. few lines yeah yeah and so that's something that i'll do um when i came upstairs after the facebook live um you know we were just getting ready for supper and then gabby had her uh one of her women's investing masterminds um but an hour later so i didn't want gabby to to get consumed by that if it was a bad email so i'll just kind of come upstairs sometimes or i'll just walk by and be like oh did you turn your email off and then she'll be like no yeah <laughs> or she'll say yes and if, then i if it is if, if she does say yes and she turned her email notifications off i know she didn't see it and i won't bug her with it um but if she did see it and then you know maybe we should have a quick discussion about it. And that's what I said. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it long. Just give me the Cliff Notes version. I'll make a quick decision on how to handle it tomorrow. And then we can move on. Yeah. And, um, Which we were, um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So got an email, headline, all caps, cancellation. And basically, I'm not going to read it word for word, um, but the tenants who just moved in like mid-November, so they've been in there just about two months, maybe right. a little bit less than two months. So they probably didn't pay for November's rent. Yeah, probably didn't probably pay for free. November rent, um, paid December. December, paid January, okay. um, and are requesting an immediate termination of the rental agreement, uh, run into some personal problems and have decided to move back in with family and apologize deeply thanked us for our understanding and the unit has been cleaned out and locked. There's a little bit of cardboard left at the property, but the keys are hidden outside the house. Yeah. Boom. Gone. They're out of there. Like left. Left. Would you consider <laughs> that to be a quote unquote midnight, midnight move? move? I think the, I think the whole thing with the midnight move is that like, they don't even tell you. Yeah. Like they're just gone. Like one day you just discover that nobody's living at your at your suite but like, they moved and they didn't tell us yeah they we had no warning no nothing would they just they so obviously like it takes time to pack up a house it's not like they made a decision in the morning and we're out in the evening and like didn't have time to tell us you yeah. know what i mean it takes time to pack back up and like yada yada so, so yeah let's 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 go through let's 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 process this courtney lot. says i think that's a midnight move yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it was yeah um, yeah i mean they're gone a, before they even told us semi considerate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know as opposed to just leaving it empty until yeah. February yeah. when I don't notice the rent. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, that would have been the point when we're like, oh, where's the rent? It would have been another and month whether they responded noticed. or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's walk through your thought process when you got the email. Um, just based on the. My, my OK, so this was my thought process. What you know about them and, and, <laughs> okay. and their file. OK, this is my thought process. Oh. And then I giggled and then I put my phone down and kept cooking dinner. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, well, ho Courtney, hopefully it's, it's clean. She says it's clean, but um, Courtney says, I guess it, at least it's clean. I've seen but, some tenants that say that it's yeah, clean. And we'll need to go, uh, go cool. check on it. Do they have, they have, they have animals? Uh, yeah, they did have a dog. Um, <clears throat> a supposedly well-behaved dog, as they all say. So. Yeah, we'll see. Wasn't it like a police trained dog or yeah. something like that? Yeah, it was. I'm I'm just now I'm remembering um this, this little details. This this yeah. couple, this file. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that they were like from the States or something like that. And we were having trouble getting uh references. 
Um, they from the state slash from White Court or something. That was that. This is the first thing that's going through my mind. I'm like, wasn't this the guy that owns a business in like the states, and he just had a bunch of cash, which was like huge red flag for us. But we did our background checks. Is, am I am I remembering this correctly? Uh, kind of, yes. Yeah. It it's you're making it um sound a little bit uh a little bit more red flaggy than it was, but yeah. Well, I remember these things, and then we then we we did our diligence and we, and we found out that it wasn't that bad, Yeah. but it was a dog, something, something, um, police dog. He trains dogs, <laughs> some business. Yeah. Um, and didn't have any income here. That's what we were concerned about is like, well, what kind of, income, what kind of proof do you have for income? Um, other than statements from your U S business. Yeah. She met him something something on the internet. No, she's from now you're making White stuff Court. up. <laughs> Wayne's just making stuff up. Oh, is, is it not, yeah, I'm, you I have it. Close. You have it a little bit wrong. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, I'm just just what I'm remembering. Is yeah. My, so Wayne, can I talk about my thought? No. Process? So Wayne. So Wayne's thinking. I'd let you, but you you just don't have the facts right. So it's not helpful to this situation. Facts, facts, I guess. Anyways, what Wayne is getting at is that he's thinking in his mind, okay, they've left. Like, how are we going to mitigate my losses? Coerce them into telling us where they are in case we need to come after them for anything. Yes. So in his mind, he's like, these people didn't seem super legit. We don't know where they've gone. They've midnight moved. Yada yada. <laughs> And right, so right off the bat, I was like, oh, no, um, they moved back in with family and that's where they were living before. And I have um, their family member's name. I have their address. I have their phone number. Like, I know everything about where they are. And Wayne's like, oh, OK. And we have the damage deposit in case, um, you know, hopefully there's no damages. Yeah. And then if we don't find somebody by February, which is very possible yeah um then we can cover february and then we should be able to find somebody before march if we can't then we would have to continue to go after them we've got to continue paying six to seven weeks to find a replacement and yeah. like because of the fact that they've already paid for january and we have a damage deposit that can pretty much cover february so like it, it we should have enough time um to cover that but that we have six to seven weeks worth of rent if there's no damages and there's no cleaning required, yeah. which, you know, big police dog, if they weren't cleaning up after the dog in the yard, then we need to hire someone to come pick up poop, shoveling, uh, cleaning inside. You know what I mean? That, that can normally equate to about three, four hundred bucks just right there, not including any repairs. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about, you know service yesterday on the show and which is which is good timing because you know can we serve them documents for a hearing over email is the question now they just served us a very um bold email and bold i mean by by the the text was bold um <laughs> you know letting us know that they were leaving so i feel like um the rtdrs would find uh, service of a hearing suitable based on the fact that they served us that notice yeah. by email. Oh, well, and also um, they're, they've now moved out of town as well. So that just... In it, White it, Court. It, yeah. That's what I'm like. I'm not driving to White Court to, yeah. to go serve a, a notice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you can do is you can... You Hire can serve somebody. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm finishing your, I your sentences again. Finishing my sentences. <laughs> my God. <laughs> serve them by registered mail. mail. Yes. I suppose that would be considered hiring someone. Yeah. Canada Post. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of bickering going on today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Yes. Robin says in the chat here on the live chat that hopefully no damages and it's clean. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for your prayers. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, so, okay. So this would... Ooh. Yes, we'll look so, into that okay, later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See some comments going Mike's in here. Back after yeah. yesterday's question. Mike's back and Eileen had a had an unrelated question. Eileen, I saw your question there as well. I'm just gonna save it for afterwards. There's a couple other things I want to talk about today. Um, but I'm gonna save your question for afterwards and, and we'll get into that. And if you have any follow up questions or more context to that question, please, you know, add it in there and and uh, we'd love to address it. Yeah. Anyone else, if you have any questions, this is okay. Okay. Just pause the show for a second. Oh, okay. Please, you know that the most valuable part of the show, aside from, you know, being your mo morning drive-in toothbrushing show, 
um, is that the, and the reason why we chose this platform is because it has a call in function. We want you to be able to call in and ask your questions. We want you to be able to, even if you're a little insecure or maybe your voice is a little raspy in the morning, um, you can text in your questions as well in the, in the chat there. But, um, the, what we really wanted was for people to be able to call in and, mm -hmm. and, and talk and, and, uh, get your questions answered so that, you know, you're not, that's not holding you back today. So yeah, this is an interactive show. This isn't a Wayne and Gabby. And then Mike calls. Show. Okay. But let, let, it, let us just finish. Um, let, let Gabby finish what she was uh, saying. And then we'll add you in here, Mike. Just one second. Okay. Sorry about uh, well, I, I wasn't specifically going to say anything like super um, important, but I, I've, I've mentioned this in the past and I'll say it again, that like this kind of email would have used to ruin the old Gabby. Like that would have been the end of like my week. That's I why I was destroyed. so delicate about yeah. coming upstairs and asking. I would have been destroyed. I would have been like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And this is the end of the world. And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I would have just been like anxiety ridden. It would have ruined the evening. I don't know if I would have been able to finish making dinner. Place? What if what they trashed the place? Me? What if all these things? And for me to just be like, oh, wow. And then close my phone and giggle and continue making dinner and really not think about it again until... Wayne, Wayne was like, as soon as we went live, he's like, yes, yeah, so we're going to read an email. Or no, right before, he's like, can you pull up that email? And I'm like, what email? It's like the tenant. And I was like, oh, yeah. Did you turn your email off last night? No. <laughs> I told her, turn off your email. This so, is why I said it. I said, turn off your email because what's going to happen is we're going to get another follow-up email in 45 minutes from her saying, and if you think for a second that you're going to take my security deposit, <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to, maybe that first email was good. You don't want to read the second one if there is like, who, who but knows? But I, I still, if, if that second email came through, I just don't know that I would have also been impacted by it. I don't know how you said um, So anyways, I guess my message to you is that like, if you're new into this and like, these are some of the situations that you're worried about happening, it gets easier and it's actually really not a big deal. Like mm -hmm. once you just go through the motions of what needs to be done um, and you've experienced that and then you've like, you're like, okay, now I know how to do this. Now I know how to do that. Like, it's just all, it's just, a business. If you treat it like a business and you yeah. got good reserve funds and you got good cash flow on each property, it's just yeah. It's just a matter of learning the rules and once you experience it once, you know, and and keep following along and that's why we're sharing these stories, you know, as they come in. You know, I wasn't expecting to talk about this today. I had other things written down. Um, but that just kind of came in last night. I'm like this is a good this is a good topic. It's something that's going on with us currently right now um that people will find value with right yeah. we, the, the email came in we we paraphrased or almost read the email word for word yeah. um you can experience it and we'll talk about how we're going to deal with it um i want to answer mike's call but maybe you know we could talk about our next steps of what we're going to do and and how we're going to deal with it and the security deposit and yeah you know um the legalities of are are we allowing them out of their lease are they entitled to be out of their lease um, but I just want to answer Mike here real fast. I'm just going to let him in <clears throat> because Mike, um, so we'll pause our story here. Cause Mike, um, said, thanks for your help yesterday. Uh, hearing went well. How do you, the tenants pay what they owe after they move out? Um, so if you weren't listening to yesterday's show, um, Mike had a hearing yesterday. Tenant was two months behind on rent. Am I remembering this correctly? I think so. I don't quite remember. Um, unpaid rent and eviction was fi yes. filing was for unpaid rent and eviction. Yes. So how do the tenants pay what they owe after they move out? Um, I waited too long to accept my, and maybe Mike just uh, Accidentally sat called? on the button. Um, <laughs> but I can answer his question um, instead. It's funny. I, I can't cancel allowing Mike in. So Mike just might come in. On that one okay. Randomly. Um, it depends on, you know, if you receive the judgment. So based on the limited information that I have here from your, from your comment, it means that at the end of your hearing, if you, if your claim is valid, then they will give you a judgment, meaning that, um, 
that <laughs> I'm trying to put my words together. It's just been so long since I've, I've done it. Uh, a judgment of, you know, either eviction um, or a judgment of. Yeah, whatever of, the eviction is, you've got. Whatever, yeah. whatever your claim was. So for you, it was a certain, you know, amount of rent that was owed plus an eviction. You got that judgment. So you go and you file that judgment down at the Court of Queen's Bench. Yeah. Um, so immediately after your hearing. Yeah, if you haven't already done that, do that first thing this morning. Yeah, head down to uh, downtown and, and file it at the Court of Queen's Bench. Does takes a few minutes. There's normally a small little lineup. And then what you can do while you're there is you can um, request a writ of enforcement. And that writ of enforcement is what allows you to go after them for anything that's owed. So in that judgment, there's going to be uh, some terms and, and, and stipulations for that person. Um, and when they're supposed to pay uh, and when they're supposed to leave. So during that hearing, the mediator will say, okay, you have until Friday the 14th to vacate. And and, and I'll just side note, normally they give them a, a reasonable amount of time unless they're complete dirtbags or scumbags. Um, they know that, you know. I think the the um, the average amount that like we've seen or heard about is probably like, five days or something like that something like that I think that's yeah. probably the it depends on the situation but out on the 16th he they, says out yeah. on the 16th yeah oh, so just a little nailed week. It. yeah um yeah they give them enough time to, to get a u-haul and get their stuff out <clears throat> they're not going to say tomorrow because it's just not realistic so they, yeah. they want to be reasonable and then as well and if, if any questions from my come in um just just let me know i'm just i'm not scrolling through at the moment um, and they'll also say that, you know, you're, you're awarded, you know, the rent that is due and any damages, expenses um, yeah. that have accumulated. Um, and there's a period of time in which they're supposed to pay that. Um, now, if they don't, it's that writ of enforcement um, document that you went and got is what you use in order to um, collect. So, Wayne, they don't give that to you automatically? You need to ask for it? No, you have, you have to ask for it at the Court okay. of Queen's Bench. Interesting. You don't remember this? No, it's been, a while. it's been several years since yeah. we've had to actually like pursue. Yeah. Um, when you file it there at the Court of Queen's Bench, your 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 judgment. Yeah. And and you're you're filing it there because it goes on their record. Yes. So so if, now if you go look them up at the Court of Queen's Bench, if you go and look somebody up and and run and an, pull uh, judgments, pull judgments. Yeah, that'll now come up on them as a person. This is where so when people say you can go to the Court of Queen's Bench and you can pull judgments on someone to see if they've had any hearings against them, see if they've had any other types of judgments against them, any types of judgment. Yeah. They could have been, you know, they could have ran over. Yeah, car accident, like, okay, ensued. That, that example's better, thank you. <laughs> I was trying to come up with an example of something that person has ran over. I'm like, that per person? Kid? Dog? <laughs> anyway, it's too early. I'm not, I'm not that way. Yeah, it could be a corporate um, matter, like Anything, they got sued. Any yeah. judgments against them, you can pull that. And that's yeah. where it comes from. So when, when someone wins a case... They, they file their judgment at the Court of Queen's Bench yeah. so that it's on file. And that is where they come from. Um, while you're there, you request a writ of enforcement. And that is um, what you use to – you can use it for a various amount of uh, reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. One is to hire a bailiff. If you, so you can't, let's say, for example, they don't leave on the 16th. You can't forcibly remove them. You can't go change the locks. You still have to do it properly by hiring a sheriff or a bailiff. Um, you need a writ of enforcement in order to do that. Yeah. Um, May I finish? Okay. Um, uh, you need a writ of enforcement to do that. You can also use the writ of enforcement. Um, you can go down to the uh, registry's office. If you go to the registry's office, um, you can file it there, which will prevent this person from getting, um, renewing their license, which can be a, you know, you're not going to collect any money off of that. But next time that, if that person's like, no, screw them, I'm not going to go pay you. They can head down to, um, uh, when they head down to the registration to renew their, their license or um, anything along those lines, then it will prevent them from doing that. Sorry, you can't renew your license until you pay your debts. <laughs> Um, that's only if you file it at if the, you file it yeah, there, yeah. At the um it also it prevents you it goes on your i believe on your credit as well so when you go to renew say you're buying a new iphone and you're gonna you're gonna finance it over two years on this you know this bell mobility plan it will come up on your record there that you have an outstanding amount that's owed and it will prevent you from getting any financing as well any financing, so mortgages, credit cards, 
um, even cell phone bills, um, uh, plans and stuff like that. You can also take it if you have the information for their, their bank. It has to be the specific bank branch. Can't be TD. It has to be TD on 178th Street. Um, or whichever, whatever their bank branch is, um, you can go and freeze their account and pull the funds from their account. Mm-hmm. Now, you can only do that once. Yeah. Side note, you can only do that once. So you get one shot at their bank account. So you better make sure they have money in it. You might want to wait a couple months, you know, until after their paycheck or something like that. You get one shot to go in there, they freeze it and they pull anything they can pull out of that account. But you can only do it once. Um, and then lastly, what you can do with that writ of enforcement is you can hire a collections agency and a collections agency will normally, um, they'll take a percentage of the money that they collect, maybe 50% of it, um, as payment. So if there's a thousand dollars to collect, um, they will collect a thousand dollars and they'll take 500. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, you know, a bunch of examples. There's probably more on what you can do with the writ of enforcement. I just wanted to answer his question specifically on that, finish it so that people know how to collect what's owed. Um, <laughs> Additionally, I mean, you can, you can, if they're, uh, reasonable and, and, um, they're willing to work with you, you can set up some sort of a payment plan, um, at over a period of time. And so long as they, you know, fulfill their, their payment plan and they do everything they're supposed to, then that's fine. You don't have to go and, you know, do all these, um, these other examples that I just named, but was there some updates on on what's going on with him? No, he just asked a question of, do I need to wait to file uh, once they're out or can I get it done today? You can do it absolutely today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, file normally, the judgment. Like normally when, when hearings were in person, what would happen is you they would finish up the thing. They'd give which you, is downtown. Yeah, which is downtown. They would give you the judgment and they would the adjudicator <clears throat> would literally say, or once you get out to the front office, I can't remember who, but they would literally say, okay, you can just head on down through this uh, pedway. It'll take you right over to the Court of Queen's bench, um, go down to this office and file it. So like literally you would get your judgment. You would walk the block and a half through pedways and you would go and file it. Yes. So you don't wait for whatever needs to happen to happen. You go and you file that. That judgment is officially against that person. You go file it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully that makes sense. I mean, that's uh, a lot of people uh, get overwhelmed by that with the whole eviction thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you know of anyone that's ever going through uh, this process and they're curious about how to collect, I mean, show them this episode, please share this episode with them. That's, that's, it, it sounds like a lot, but it's once you know, again, just like Gabby said earlier, once you know how to do it and you've done it a couple of times, it's not that bad. It's like, okay, well, if they, you know, if I've done my RTDRS hearing, I won. Okay, cool. Now what? Okay, I go file my judgment. Okay, now they're supposed to pay me um, and be out by the 16th. Okay, cool. If they don't, okay, that means I take my writ of enforcement. I go down to the registry's office. I go down to their bank. So, you know, just side note on that. Um, now you know that how important knowing their bank branches, try and obtain that information when you're first signing any tenant. That's what we do. Um, how do you obtain that information, Wayne? Um, well, you can, apparently you can get that information from their e-transfer. It will tell you on your, your e-transfer. It tells you the institution. So okay. it'll tell you Someone told me that you can. Additionally, what you can do is you can ask for their security deposit to be paid by check. Or you can ask them to, you know, ask them what bank that they're with and see if they can do uh, a transfer. Um, you know, maybe you just come up with some elaborate story of that we don't do e-transfers, but which bank do you bank with? Uh, you know, maybe we can do some sort of a transfer, like a wire transfer, something along those lines. That's one way you can do it. Or you can just ask them to pay by check and just say that we don't accept uh, e-transfer for security deposits. We need a check. Mm-hmm. And on that check, it will have all the information for their bank. It, it's it's getting harder and harder to... Yeah. We used to collect checks when we started, so it wasn't, we just automatically had their information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, that's, that's the importance of of knowing what their bank is. Um, Where was I going? Did you ask me a question? I lost my train of thought. I asked you how you obtained that information. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's. If you need to, then, you know, you go down to their bank, you know, you've, you've gone to the registry office. And then lastly, if you need to, if they don't remove themselves, if they don't leave, then you hire a bailiff. Bailiff will cost about 400 bucks. So again, like, this is just, 
step by step by step by step. And if you know all the steps, it's 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 a pretty easy process. Yeah, it's going to suck if they don't leave. Yeah, that's just another month that you missed out on being able to, you know, find a tenant. You know, if they don't leave on the 16th and now it's like, you know, the 28th and they're still there and you got to hire a bailiff. Well, now, you know, shit, now I can't, you know, I don't have enough time to find a suitable replacement for February and I've evicted them and they're no longer responsible for it because I evicted them. So now that's one more month that I'm out rent. I should be able to collect that from them. No, you can't, unfortunately. So it does. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, these people are, are, you know, taking advantage of this situation. Um, now I have to hire a bailiff and pay them 400 bucks to remove them. And I have to hire a locksmith to change the locks. And I have to clean, you know, this whole place up and they, they punched a hole in the wall. And now you add all of those expenses, by the way, too. Um, you can go back and add all those yeah. expenses to what's owed by them. And... Uh, <coughs> And you, you collect it and then you move on. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, this doesn't happen very often. I will say that this happens a lot more to new investors and uneducated investors than it does sophisticated real estate investors. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we're not dealing with this stuff anymore. It's because all, all the, the crappy tenants that we had when we were new, when we didn't know what we were doing, we put measures in place in order to, and systems in place, in order to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. We collect their bank account information. And that's not I take just... a picture of their license plate. I, yeah. I, we ask them, you know, hey, just out of curiosity, if you, when you guys move out in the end, where do we mail your statement of adjustment or statement of account to? Oh, uh, just to my parents' house. I just got the information for their parents. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's, we grab all this information proactively now so that things like this don't ever happen again. So that's why you will, you hear about all these stories. And and if you look in these uh, landlord groups on Facebook, they're all happening to, to amateur landlords because they don't know how to watch out for certain things. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, and that's not to say that we do, that we don't get crappy tenants every now and again, like they do slip through the screening yeah. process and stuff. But like we just said, we have measures in place to mitigate the actual risk that happens. So. Yeah. Um, Azoria asks, have you ever garnished wages? No, we no, haven't. Yeah. We haven't been in a situation where we've had to. Yeah. Um, we, we have like one tenant that like owed us 400 bucks. Um, two tenants. These are the first two tenants actually that, uh, that owed us a little bit of money. And you know, we're like, oh, just it wasn't worth fuck it. it. Let's yeah. just move on. Yeah. Um, consider that a cost. We got the judgment against them and filed it so that it's yeah. like registered on them, but it wasn't worth the trying to collect the money. We, we had years. It. We had a few years that we were able to go and still, I don't even know if it's still valid or not. I think it's only good for two years. Um, it's longer. Is it? I, I feel like I think you is. have to, re, I think you have to resubmit your writ of enforcement or something like that. It's, yeah. you know, your writ of enforcement's only good for a period of time and then you have to resubmit it. But to, we just got, a good thing going on right now. And to put that, this is the decision we made, like to go back and to chase after this person and to open up those old, not wounds, but like they were crazy <laughs> for you fucking people. Yeah. And to, and to open that games. up again, you know what I mean? To have to deal with that level of stress and to take up my energy for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Those, those are, those are $20 problems. I don't, I don't deal with those anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, I make $500 mistakes all the fucking time. Like it, it like I'm not, I'm, we're not that desperate for that money. It, we forgot about it. So, um, Zoria says, "I'll let you know how it goes for us then." <laughs> garnishing wages. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. For sure. uh, oh, gar- oh yeah, garnishing wages is the other one. You can go to their employer. So you have their employer yeah. as well. Thank you for the reminder. You can go to their employer as well and, and garnish wages. I have no idea how that works. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of their wage you can you can go after. I'm sure if you looked it up online. You can find out how much of their wage you can garnish because obviously you can't like they owed you 10 grand. You can't take their next, you know, seven paychecks. Um, that doesn't sound reasonable. Yeah. Um, so there's there's probably something there, um, but I, I'm not 100% sure. But if you do know, I mean, I'm very interested. Um, Mike says makes total sense. Hearing was easy. The judiciary was very professional. Yeah. If you just go in there and act professional and just like Abby said, be quiet and only sp- speak when spoken spoken when speaking to <laughs> is that what you say stop it um and then it's it's I, i'm gonna walk you through the hearing do you mind if i walk through the hearing process real fast because oh, i didn't I get an mind. opportunity to yesterday you walk in they say hello who are you who are you okay cool first question they ask is you know what what are you claiming 
the plaintiff, you, the landlord, I'm claiming that they didn't pay their rent. And I would, and based on that, they're in default of the lease agreement. And I would like to uh, file for an eviction. Okay, tenant, what do you have to say about this? And they, they're given an opportunity to to rebut. Now, especially when it's like, when it's unpaid rent, there's no justification for unpaid rent. So it's like, it's done. You know what I mean? If it were another example of a claim, then maybe they can have a justification. They would provide their evidence on why that's incorrect. But um, there's no evidence to provide that <laughs> you didn't, you know, not pay your rent. There's there's no justification, even if the place was um, was dirty or the air conditioning didn't work. Doesn't matter. So they say that, and then the the you know the the judiciary or whatever. I don't even know. I keep saying mediator, adjudicator. I've heard so many different names for them. Whatever it is, mediator says, okay, cool. Uh, landlord, how do you respond? And we say, well, that's not valid because, as you know, in the Residential Tenancies Act, um, there is no justification for not paying rent. Yes, you are correct. Okay, and. I'm curious, Mike, how long did, how long was the hearing in total? Like for unpaid <laughs> rents, it should have been a very quick hearing. You know what I mean? Because there's no justification whatsoever. Now that's the opportunity when, the, or the moment when the tenant starts going, well, they did this and there's mold in the basement. This is and an the, illegal suite. This is an illegal suite and the dryer doesn't work. And ever since I moved in there, they said they're going to fix all these items and they didn't fix these items. And I just, I'm dealing with some emotional stress right now because of this. And I've been dealing with that and everything. And you just sit there and be quiet. And let them go, and it just makes them look even that much yeah. worse. Yeah. Uh, and then they give you a judgment. It's done. It's that simple. Unpaid rent's the easiest. Mike says ten minutes max. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because there's no in the Residential Tenancies Act. If you read it, there's no justification for not paying rent. <laughs> Zero. You always pay rent. If you ever hear someone says that, like, "Hey, your dryer doesn't work. Hold hold it back from the rent." You know, never hold back rent. Tell your tenants this, or tell your friends. Um, now, if this is something different where like, you know, they were being noisy or they were threatening other tenants uh, in the unit or in the in the building, then, yeah, that one there, they would be able to provide their own evidence. And then there would be, um, you know, the, the mediator would look at all the evidence and determine whether this is a valid reason for um, for an eviction. But um, unpaid rents is, 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 is a pretty simple one. Yeah, so that's it. And then they give they're like, OK, here's your judgment. They print it off. They give it to you. You go take it to court of Queen's bench. There's your hearing. And I wanted to share this with people so that, you know, I know, oh my gosh, I didn't pay rent. Now I'm going to have to go to court and everything else. That is literally how simple it is. I told you the whole process today. And, you know, in total, I think I've spoken about it for maybe six or seven minutes. That is literally the process. It's just filing the eviction paperwork, getting the hearing, go to the hearing, spend a couple minutes in there on the phone these days. Yeah. The biggest deal is literally um, collecting your evidence and like, filing it which is actually now online as well which yeah. is really cool um but yeah they lay it out like they have good instructions on how to file it's just literally like collecting your emails and your evidence and yeah. that's what what really is the big portion of yeah the process uh, robin asks, can you ask for bank information on an approved application <sighs> legally i'm not 100 sure but i don't think that would practically go over well. <laughs> well practically I can't imagine any new tenant. They would ask why. Why do you need my bank information? Um, because uh, um, in case I ever need to um, go after you for money, yeah, <laughs> I can freeze your bank account. Like, like, what justification do you have for that? That's that's the problem. You need to be able to have some, or at least come up with a with a with a some sort of example or some story of why you need it, but. All payments are through e-transfer. Why do you need my bank information? Yeah. I don't know. Unless you can come up with something really creative, I'd love to hear it because I'd, I'd love to use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have yet to be able to come up with a good reason to ask for that information. Same thing with like people who ask for SIN numbers. Like, why are you asking? Tenants can be like, why do you need my SIN number? Are you steal my identity? Uh, no, I just need it for collections. Well, yeah. No, you don't need it for collections. Yeah, Tony, Tony said ask for a void check. Which, yeah, I think that might go over a little bit better. It, but if they said why, I don't know why you would say you needed a void check. Yeah, it um, depends on, on on the tenant. You might scare a tenant away, but... Um, or another one might just be like, oh, okay. You know, like me, if I didn't give a shit, I would say, um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Tenants, uh, you know that uh, rent is due on the first every month? They say yes. Okay, you do understand that rent has to be paid every month? Yes. Do you ever plan to be late on rent? No. And if they say, well, but some, if something happens, oh, it's a huge red flag right there. So you're saying that there is the potential for you to, 
to miss rent. Well, uh, you know, if something was to happen, blah, 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 blah. And then my question would be, you know, okay, how, what are you going to do to ensure that rent is paid on time every single month? Because we, we don't, we don't accept unpaid rent. We don't accept late payments. Then they would say something. But if they, if they came back when I asked that question and they said, no, I'll never, ever miss rent. I, I always find a way. I've never missed rent in my life. Okay, cool. In the event that you do, um, we, what we're going to ask from you is for a void check. So in the event that you do miss rent, we'll be able to withdraw from your account. Does that sound fair? If they said, well, no, I don't want to give you that information. Then we say, well, you said you're never going to miss rent. <laughs> See, that's what I would do. But, you know, you do something like that, you're just going to scare a tenant away. Yeah, they're going to be like, okay, actually. Um, um, sorry, I just saw there's, sure. two, there's two comments. So first, Zoria said, um, we also have to make sure to serve the tenant with the order. Yes, um, very yes. good thing that we um, didn't mention. Once you file at the Court of Queen's bench and you get that stamp on it that says filed, <laughs> then you need to go and They give you that. a copy to, to, you have to, <clears throat> even though that goddamn tenant was in the hearing and they heard I the know, judgment. so ridiculous. So we're done. You still have to go and serve them that judgment. Yeah. But is, again, that can be, if, if the initial service was by email and it was accepted, then that should be able to be served by email as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zoria said here too, after eight years, first time dealing with this because it doesn't happen often with our systems. Yeah, it's it's very, very <laughs> rare um, for sophisticated real estate investors like us and like Zoria and, and Patrick. It's very, very rare that things like this happen mm-hmm. um, because we're just so proactive. Um, Jeremy, I think he's touching on the garnishment of wages. It's a percentage of their total wage. They need to keep a basic amount for living allowance, however. Very low income tenants are incredibly difficult to garnish wages from. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was fairly certain that it was a percentage thing. Um, I'm just not a big expert on that because I've never gone down that, that path. That's why I didn't ask how to collect everything was going my way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Mike says, uh, didn't say anything about not serving in person. She texted me after and brought it up, looking for a leg to stand on. Decision was done. So, Mike, do you mean that the tenant brought it up in the hearing, saying that she wasn't served properly, or how? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested because it was a big discussion during yesterday's show yeah. after the hearing. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, uh, she was just butt hurt after yeah. she lost the judgment. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm. Thank you so much, Mike, for for yeah. for asking that question yesterday and talking about it because this this brought us down a um a really really cool path of of talking about this and mm-hmm. it's it's ironic that you know we're dealing with a tenant that just quote unquote midnight moved um, yesterday as well and do you want to just quickly wrap? I, I have Eileen's question that I still want to get to today. Um, but do you just want to quickly t- touch on like what we're going to do, um, with, with ours? Yeah. So basically our response today is going to be something along the lines of, um, hi tenant. We are, um, so sorry to hear of your situation and, um, and we'll, we will start advertising and trying to fill the suite right away. Um, but like, basically that's it. Yeah. So we are, um, acknowledging that they have left and stating that we will try to get it filled as soon as possible. We're not going to draw attention to the fact that they're responsible for it until like that's up to them to know their rights and responsibilities. So we're not drawing attention to anything. We're just going to acknowledge and and state that we will start advertising. Um, They may respond back asking about their deposit and about this and that. And if we need to get into the conversation, um, path of least resistance to just kind of get the outcome that we want is how we will start and go from there. Um, I'm curious, guys. I might have just messed up this uh, this live broadcast. Can you guys still hear us? Ooh, Wayne Lefton has joined. Did I did I just mess this up? Yeah, they can hear. They can hear us. We're here. Everybody, because I'm I'm not. How do you know? I don't the... see any comments coming in. Oh, I do. Oh, I messed up. Uh, maybe it's just you. I may have messed up um, our live. Uh... Oh, the recording might be messed up. Everybody's still here. Everybody's still here. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, okay. Good. I got and that text. says there was a short blip, but we can hear you. Yeah, that's that was silly. I was um, if I open up the app on my phone outside of my online um, uh, browser, um, it kind of it's so I can't see any messages right now. You're gonna have to tell me what messages are coming okay. through. So, and the audio is okay. Is, is everyone saying the yeah, audio is okay yeah. as well? Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, I can't see any messages, but um, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So Mike says uh, thank you. Now I know. I have to get the writ of enforcement doing this for almost 20 years. I never had to go this far. Wow. Well, that's good. You had yeah. a good run. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's, Did you want Eileen's question? Yes, please. Um, okay. Actually, I, I might, I might be able to pull it up. I have here. it. You have it. Okay. Yeah. Eileen has a question. When we buy a house, if, if three contingency meet, I think there's just a typo there. Um, oh, okay. So I think if the, um, conditions are all met, can we still pull the offer back? Do I need any good reason? Yeah. So it has to be regarding one of the conditions, uh, the conditions of, yeah. Cause you're writing an, a conditional offer and under the conditions of that, um, <coughs> a home inspection financing and let's say condo doc review, maybe those are your three. Um, you have an accepted offer as so long as those conditions are met. So you can't, if you're going to, um, if you're not going to waive those conditions and, and follow through with your offer or follow through with your agreement to purchase the property, it has to be based off of one of those conditions. And it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, you can say, uh, I wasn't able to meet my financing requirements. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to get financing. Like, how are they going to argue that? You know what I mean? Um, you can say, uh, uh, I didn't like the condo doc. I didn't like the condo docs. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that, that simple. You can say that uh, my home inspector found a few things and, and, and they didn't like it. So we're not moving forward. Now that one there that they might ask, like what things didn't you like? You know what I mean? But like, you don't have to make that. the easiest one. If you have a financing condition is just to say that I couldn't get financing. That's, that's the one that's like, that's going to be the easiest. Now, could someone say, go after you um, because of this and say that, you know, that's not a valid reason? Yes. Um, I'm going down a bit of a rabbit hole right now, but just, I just want to share this with you just in case your deal is a little more complicated, right? And just in case the seller is a psycho and was like, absolutely needed you to, to finish this deal. Um, then, you know, they can go after you for, for damages or expenses that they've incurred because you didn't close on the property. So say they had another house lined up like it, it's like on, if the house is under conditions it's like it's if you've removed, it's not even it's not even a, a concern or a risk that you know that there's going to be something yeah um that they're going to go after you for now if you've removed conditions and then back out so then now you said, automatically been, so when, when i'm when she says remove conditions she means you have waived the condition of a home inspection uh, financing and condo doc review. So you said, nope, they're all satisfactory. I'm removing conditions. Now this is an unconditional offer. We are moving forward with this purchase. Then, yeah. then you, uh, you're you automatically forfeiting your deposit. So yes. when you put in an uh, offer that's accepted, you need to also accompany that with a usually five or $10,000 deposit. Yeah. So you're automatically forfeiting that, but they do have the right to come after you and, and sue you for any additional. So now they've wasted, however, it could be three, four weeks of, um, you know. They can't go after that. you for that. They can only go after you for things that they have receipts for. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, um, I had I the opposite side of the, you know, the the table. I had a deal where. The seller backed out. The seller backed out. Right, an amazing deal. And the sellers changed their mind after we were unconditional and said, I'm not selling it to you. So I went to the lawyer and I said, okay, like I'm going to sue these guys. Like this is, this is bullshit. They have to sell me their house. I'm taking them to court. Um, like I'm going to make a lot of, I was going to make a lot of money off that deal. And they had a change of heart. They talked to their brother, whichever. And, 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 and they said, I'm not selling it. I want to get more now. Um, 
And what the lawyer told me was that you can only go after them for thing expenses or that you've incurred. Um, what he said was that no judge in Alberta or Canada will ever force someone to sell their home. Same thing. They can't force you to buy the home if you don't have the financing, right? Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they'll come after you for any costs. So what the most, the most risky thing that could happen would be like if they had another offer on a new home that was contingent on them selling this home, now they've bought a new home that they're moving into and now they need to cover the costs cost, yeah. of this property until they can sell it. And that would be your responsibility, the holding costs for it. So they would have to show the receipts for the mortgage payments, the property taxes, any condo fees, insurance, those things, because they're no longer living there and that's not their responsibility anymore. If they have to sell the house for less than your offer, that is a difference right there that you would be you would be owing as well. If you had an accepted offer for three hundred thousand, you backed out of it, and they sold it for two eighty, you would be responsible for that twenty thousand dollars difference because you were supposed to buy it for three hundred thousand. <laughs> now, this again, this example is based off of an unconditional offer, with yours being con conditional. Um, which I guess I we don't really I can't really tell here whether she's talking about whether this is a conditional or unconditional offer. Yeah. But if it's unconditional, you'd be responsible for all the things that I mentioned. If it were a conditional offer, you just say, hey, I couldn't get financing. Sorry, I'm not waiting yeah. conditions. And it's cool. Yeah. There, you get your deposit back. That's important. If it's conditional and you decide that you're not removing conditions, you get your deposit back. Um, it's normally held in trust by the, the realtor's office, so there's no issues there. And um, you move on. Um, Annette said that they just walked away from a property um, based on the home inspection and the seller asked to see the entire report to share it with them. Yeah. And uh, Annette said that they said no, but they did take some screenshots of the big problem areas and yeah. sent it to them. And that just made me made me wonder because it's not something that we utilize in the uh, real estate purchase contract, but I believe when in the condition area, I was going to try to quickly pull it up, but I believe in the condition area, um, there can be term or not terms. Yeah. Terms associated with the conditions. So like whether or not the inspection is like, um, shared or like, do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like there can be different terms within each condition. I wanted to pull it up to try to see if I'm I'm making that up or if it's... This is why I mentioned a minute ago that like I wouldn't use the home inspection as the example. Yeah, I mean, it'd have to be something I mean, pretty like, major. I mean, like if you want to be like super basic, you can say that like um, find something that's just a little bit older, like the furnace. Um, after we inspected, we found out the furnace is about, um, is, is on its last leg. Uh, it's only got five years left and we we don't want to cover the cost of replacing the furnace. Done. Simple. Like they can't argue that. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, if you if you say the home inspection, they're going to want to see it and they're going to be dicks about it and they're going to draw it out. And then they're like, well, you can't this. And what if we fix this and you know, this and this and this? And then you have to be like, well, no, but but this. But no, but what if what if it's so much easier just to say financing? You know what I mean? Done. Yeah. Um. The only thing I can come back with with financing is saying, okay, we'll give you more time. Uh, yeah, we talked to our broker and we found out that this doesn't fit within our affordability. Done. You know what I mean? Don't don't draw it out. Just be done with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just keep it simple and move on. Otherwise, you're going to be arguing with some seller. Yeah. <laughs> I can't read comments. That's, it's all on you right there. I, I... Um. Our, uh, so Annette on that says that our big red plague was the roof needing to be replaced right away and the seller wouldn't come down in price enough to cover the cost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, Orion says that sale difference example. So when you said that if they had to lower the price, I think he was referring to, if they had to lower the price when they sold it, if you backed out, yeah. that would be something that you'd be responsible for. He said that was one of Barry's tales from the trenches, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. So. I've listened to every one of Barry's tales from the trenches. <laughs> that was... Um, I've mentioned this before that when I was getting started out, there wasn't any real podcasts. Um, there was a couple American real estate podcasts and they just weren't, they, things didn't apply. Yeah. So Eileen asked, um, wow, I was telling a story and you cut me off. Oh, sorry. I was, I was reading the comments cause you told me to, That's so okay. I thought you That's were okay. done. Sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. 
Um, Eileen says, um, conditions protect buyer in any way, question mark. But that's exactly, like, I'm, I'm not sure if I just misunderstand Eileen, but that's exactly what yeah. conditions do is they, they protect, protect the buyer. Yeah. It gives um, you reasons to walk away if you discover something or. Right. You're not expected to be able to write an offer without doing your diligence, yeah. right? So, you know, you, you write an offer contingent on you being able to do your diligence. Uh, all, you know, alternatively, you would have to do your diligence before writing an offer, which, you know, does everyone want to write a, a to, to pay for a $450 home inspection before they even write an, uh, an offer? Yeah. No, I mean, you only write it on the ones you're serious about that you know you're actually going to get accept accepted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, in reference to, I mentioned there being something on the property inspection conditions, I was correct. Um, so there's a little check mark that says um, that you can mark off that'll state whether a property inspection schedule is attached. Mm -hmm. So if you were to check that off, there is a property inspection schedule. And um, so it, it just basically states the buyer has the right to have a property inspection completed. Um, seller agrees to provide access within reason to the property. Uh, the inspection is at the buyer's expense. And the buyer will have a bold, valid reason, unbold, not to give the notice to waive, uh, release the condition. Um, and then you have the option to select one option and initial it. So the options are the property inspection identifies defects in the property that are not acceptable to the buyer or defects in the property will exceed 1% of the purchase price to remedy or defects in the property will exceed a dollar amount that you get to input, whatever that dollar amount you decide is, to remedy. So uh, the, then the next term is cosmetic items will not be considered a defect for the purpose of paragraph two above. And in the event that the buyer does not give notice to waive the conditions, the seller is entitled to a copy of the complete inspection report. The seller must request the inspection report no later than 9 p.m. on the second day following the condition day. And the buyer must provide the inspection report no later than 9 p.m. on the second day following the day that the seller requ requests it. Mm -hmm. So if that schedule was attached, you would be bound by one of these options that you selected. Mm -hmm. And the buyer would have the right to the full inspection report. Sounds way too overcomplicated. Yeah. Well, I wonder if there might be sellers out there who might require this to be like, you know what I mean? If you have like a really good um, realtor on the selling. In a different market, <clears throat> in a hot market where, you know, yeah. you're getting 20 offers and things are going over market price. If yeah. I were a seller, absolutely. I yeah. would put these things in place because the last thing I want is someone writing an offer conditionally with two weeks conditions and then tying my property up for two <laughs> weeks and then not actually closing on it. Mm -hmm. And then I put it back on the market. Somebody else puts a conditional offer and they tie it up for two weeks and then they dick me around again. Exactly. So, yeah. Sorry, technical terms. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, if I were in that position and that were, you know, mm -hmm. then I would probably do it that way. I just wanted to point out, you know, uh, we're just about done the show here. And, and again, thank you so much for all the engagement today. And thank you for all the the likes and the hearts and all the, you know, the, the, the for everyone that's fighting for the top fam. Um, I had a conversation with someone yesterday and they, they reached out because of the, the, the show we did on Friday about raising capital and asked if I do coaching calls or Gabby does coaching calls and we can kind of talk further. And yes, we do. I don't, I don't talk about it on the, on the podcast very often, but if you go to my link tree, now you know what a link tree is. Um, I have a, I have a calendar there where you can book coaching calls for myself or for Gabby. You know, if there's anything that you guys want to talk further about, I would highly recommend, please, you know, just join in live every day and ask your questions and, uh, mm -hmm. and get your answers for free. Literally, we put this platform together so that you can get your education for free. Like, I, I, I don't want, I don't want you to pay me for these, for these answers, because I know that you can, if you can just get your ass out of bed at 6am, we'll give them to you for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're answering every single question. Um, but if you need a little more one hand holding one. or one-on-one -on -one specifically for your particular you know, capital raising, maybe you're working on, you know, a, a multifamily and you're trying to raise a million dollars. I've had people call me for coaching calls about this. You know, I need to raise a million dollars in a week. We, we, we went deep into it for 60 minutes, just like how we're going to strategically do this, where they're going to find it and kind of go into it specifically for you. If you want to do things like that, or for example, and he did, 
Oh, 100% he did. Oh, this is a real example. I <laughs> yeah, that's a real example. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember how much he raised. It was just a yeah, pinch, it was a pinch under a million. It was like $900,000 he needed to raise in a week, and he did, which I thought was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I was really proud of that. Um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was worth the $250 coaching call. I think it was worth yeah. every penny. <laughs> um, I remember, I completely forgot about that, that call. Yeah. Um, or if, say, for example, if like you're dealing with your first eviction. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you, you don't want to walk you through it. Yeah. You know, you thought you had it all figured out and, and now you're like, okay, I need to file the paperwork. How, where do I find this paperwork? This would be a great call for Gabby. Uh, <laughs> Cause I've never I've filled it out, but you know, she'll walk you through where to go exactly on the website. She'll, you know, share the screen with you and she'll help you fill it out. She'll help you gather all the evidence together. Or I can too, but again, we're just, if we're just, if you want to get the most value, uh, um, request Gabby. And then, you know, we can walk through that process with you. We can walk you through, you know, if you got a hearing tomorrow and you want to talk about how to properly, you know, walk in, how to present yourself, those kind of things. Like you can book coaching calls for that. Um, again, you just go to my link tree. Uh, it's in my Instagram profile there. Um, and you can, you can book that. My calendar is open. So like literally, if you wanted to book a call today, if I had an open slot today, um, in my calendar, you can literally book a call the day of, uh, yeah. within hours. So it's, it's, if you need something right away and you need those answers fast, it is, it, it is possible. It's accessible. However, again, join live, just join in live. I don't <laughs> want to charge you for stuff that I can, that I can answer for you. It's at, at 6am the next day. If you need the answers right away and you want to talk strategy, you can book a coaching call. Yeah. Is that, does that sound fair? Yeah. I don't want your money. But I can't hop on a phone call for free because I got my own fucking businesses and I got my own tenant problems. So yeah. I just don't have the time to be able to help everyone. So I have to charge you for it. Does that, yes. does that sound reasonable? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, we finished up yesterday's show and Gabby's like, well, that was a little abrupt. Yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> We're like, oh, it's 7.06. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> and for, I, for what I said was I, I had I have trouble saying goodbye. um i need some sort of a i need some sort of an outro uh like i need like a ellen degeneres kind of dance slash you know what does she say be kind be kind to one one another or something um jared jared's on jared says go out there and be awesome i don't know i don't have an outro i just i'm like okay well we've gone over seven minutes thanks guys peace but love um, and peace all josh says (laughs) is that what he says um (laughs) um yeah Anyways, with that being so said, um, farewell. Bye, guys. Uh, <laughs> Have I, a great day. I, I don't know. This is the hard part. Like, what do I say? <laughs> that was your cue. This and, and to be honest, if you oh shit, I missed it. Um, <laughs> if you guys um, if you if you go back, you scroll back. If you're listening to recordings, go back and listen to like all my old real estate investor dad podcast interviews. That was the hardest thing. It wasn't getting started on the interview. It wasn't keeping the conversation going. It was like how to end it. <laughs> Wilson, sorry. I don't have access to the comments. Oh, okay. I have no idea what he said. <laughs> okay, well, people have lots of um, suggestions on Please. how to end it. You know what? But, Let's um, just stay an extra half an hour. Tell no, me how to end the show. But Wilson says this is how he would end it. And remember, if you're dealing with a drug house, carry a knife around. Have a great oh, day, everyone. Wilson's got a story. Wilson, please, please call him with your story tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. No, I'll call him now. Why not? Let's no. keep this. Let's keep this train rolling. Uh, no, Wilson's got a story. He he sent me a message yesterday about that. Lindsay. Um, Lindsay says, "Have a great day. Don't be a dick." Don't Sorry, be a dick. I keep interrupting you, but. Uh yeah, that's okay. Um all right, everybody, don't be a dick. See you tomorrow. Oh, this is when I click the music. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.